She's Julie Roxanne. And he's Alistair. And And this this is Far Out. Out. A podcast about stepping off the beaten path and learning to live from our center. You know, that's one of the things that's, there's a lot of pressure living this way. And when I am doing well, like it's a crazy ride and it's a lot of fun, you know, when you're doing well. Yeah. <laughs> right, like the fact that I'm getting older, I threw up my back for the first time, like anyone over 35 is like, yeah, welcome to the club. And it's like, what? I didn't know this was a club. <laughs> I didn't want in. Yeah. I, I, I was good outside of the yeah. club. Thanks, man. <laughs> I mean, this is great. Like, I feel like, you know, you, you, did, you did the steroid creams yesterday and it's like you're, you're Do it for kind you, of my you. Listeners. Oh, my God. Taking steroids to keep this podcast oh, going. Oh, holy shit. <laughs> um... <laughs> Hello, beautiful people, and welcome to a brand new episode of the Far Out Podcast. Welcome, it's great to have you here. It's beautiful. If uh, the tone of our voice is a little lower than it usually is, it's because uh, we're recording this like late afternoon, which feels very appropriate and cozy. And I'm a little stoned after this conversation we just had. Um. <laughs> yeah, I feel that too. Um, this was a really good conversation. We. Uh, we needed to sit down and give you a life update. It's been pretty intense over here, y'all. Um, the last two months have kind of put both of us through a lot in all the ways. And uh, yeah, we try to scratch the surface. Yeah, it's been a real test. And, uh, I, you know, I really enjoyed this conversation. I think it's probably the first time I've cried on the podcast. <laughs> yes! <laughs> and it's the first time you've cried in a really long time, too. So, yeah, that too. So... Thank you, podcast. Yeah. Let's get into it. Let's get into it. Welcome, Far Out people. Welcome. Wow, I know that uh, for you, listener, we've only published last week, but we haven't recorded in what feels like an eternity. Yeah, yeah. Those times are always nice. Like it's nice to have breaks, but it's also like we come back and I'm like, what? what uh, podcasting? What's yeah, going on? You got to brush the cobwebs off. You don't have that momentum of, of kind of a consistent practice, yeah. but you get a lot of new stuff to talk about and it kind of refreshes the well. Yes. So there are ups and downs to it. <laughs> and we're recording this a little later in the day than we usually do because we're in the middle of um, a combo practitioner training. Yes. Uh, that we are solely facilitating. Just us, baby. Just us. Um, we are equipped to transmit this knowledge. Yeah. And we're doing it in partnership with Heal Your Tribe, yes. uh, which is, uh, and, and the lovely Jess Poitra, who uh, taught us everything we know. Yes. So that's fun. We just finished day one. It was it was a lot of fun, and it, it's, it's very, nice. it's very fulfilling, and it's very draining. Yes, 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 yes. 
So leave energy, it all on the floor. Yeah, the energy on this one may be a little uh, lighter, but I kind of like recording later in the day. I know that, like, I, I like this. Alistair is all about, like, let's get the morning energy into the podcast. That's because I need that cacao energy, but I'm not drinking cacao right now. Oh, my God. Holy we cow. Just, like, the, the episode that just came out last week was the cacao ceremony 101. My life changes fast. You're telling us you're not drinking cacao? I hope it's only temporary. I actually, I am not either. I've, I've felt like, eh, I'm, I'm going to take a break. Like, yeah. And it's going well for me. Well, you know, I've been going strong on the cacao front for two and a half years, almost daily. I know. Uh, but that's, you know, it's actually a bigger decision than just cacao, which is going to come up on this episode. Well, yeah, because, you know, we, we re so we haven't recorded in like three weeks, technically. And we also, um, I think the last time we did a life update was like a month and a half, which in normal circumstances is already a pretty long time in our life because we have just so many things that are just jam packed and our life feels stretched and time is weird. But the last month and a half has been insane to say the least. And you and I have been on very different levels. Oh it's been very, It's been insane for different reasons. It's been intense for different reasons, for sure. Yeah. Um, and that's part of what we wanted to catch you up on today. Yeah. So I don't know where the best place to start, but last time we did, last time we were talking about our lives, we kind of do every week. But <laughs> uh, when we did a life update, that was back when we recorded that. That was you know back February. We were coming back to the camper from Guatemala, yeah, which was tough. Um, I'm not going to recap that, but. And I thought I was getting through the the toughest parts on my health journey, yeah. particularly a rash uh, that I had had since Thanksgiving. I mean, if you are a follower of the podcast, you've heard about the rash. The full body rash. Yeah. The only places it's not showing up um, are my hands and my feet. Yeah. And, and my dong. Yeah, I'll just say it. <laughs> not showing up there. So, you know, not, it's not, it could be worse. <laughs> <laughs> I, when I started that sentence, I was like, "Damn it! I'm gonna, uh, <laughs> I have to, I have to." I thought you were just gonna. I thought you were people's gonna... imagine, but it is on my butt. Yeah, um, it is. Yeah, it it's is. rough, and it, and it's gotten worse. There was a brief respite, um, probably because, well, it doesn't matter. But anyway, uh, it came back with a vengeance, and it came back much stronger yeah. and uh, full body. And this is this has been well, really fucking hard. Um, because at this point it's a lot of inflammation, my bot, my skin's inflamed. Um, but you know, and that happens on all levels. Like inflammation doesn't just affect the skin. My mental levels have been super unreliable and unstable, kind of hitting a lot of bottoms and spending a fair amount of time there. And just the way the rash is, you know, I don't know. I'm sure some people, and I, I'm learning about the the whole world of rashes and eczema and psoriasis and stuff. It's this whole, you know, for someone who doesn't suffer rashes, like it's, it's a whole new world. And I didn't realize how many people suffer from this stuff all the time and how much of it is chronic mm -hmm. and how much of it is really never uh, he healed or gotten to the bottom of. So I've been going on this journey. We've started to get doctors involved. Um, which has been, you know, it's been a while since I've had to, Um, engage with the medical system. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm always reluctant to. Mm -hmm. um, and I think in this case, I definitely waited too long to do that. Um, but I also didn't take this rash as seriously as it's become. It got to a point, basically, where I had a full body rash and I could hardly move my neck. Mm -hmm. And my arms and, and shoulders were just weeping. Like they First, there was a 
like very hot rash. I'm I, sometimes I would lose half a night of sleep, couldn't sleep. Like nights are worse. It can be pretty hellish. And and I got to a point where it was like weeping and just full scabs, mm-hmm. just like my arms are scabs. It yeah. was awful. Yeah, that was a crisis point. And after that, I decided okay, I gotta I gotta start seeing doctors. And uh, this takes me back because. When I first got that, like, it's been a while since I've had to do uh, kind of this healing journey and get a lot of practitioners involved. That yeah. happened for me with Hashimoto's back when I was 26, 27. I think I was diagnosed right after I turned 27. And that was a long healing journey. And we actually talked about that on one of our podcast episodes. I forget the name of it. It's about healing. Oh, yeah. It's, it's one of the early, early days. We'll try no, to link I think it. we talked about healing more recently. Uh, yeah, we'll look and we'll put it in the show notes. Yeah. Um, so I've been, I've been seeing a, a dermatologist, um, a naturopath. Um, I'm going to be talking to a nutritionist next week. We took a skin biopsy with the dermatologist and found out. Luckily, the good thing is it's not cancer, mm-hmm. and it's not autoimmune. Apparently, I definitely thought it was. Mm-hmm. Um, it seems to be um, an unknown rash caused by something out in the environment. But this, I know there's more to it than that because this started after I, I completed a four-day uh, fast uh, for a shamanic diet I was doing. And I had a night of like terrible anxiety and then it started the next day. And yeah. then it's been pretty going since then. Um, so if that's happened to you and you've solved this for yourself, I'd love to hear from you. Uh, yeah, but, let's crowdsource some, <laughs> some help. <laughs> yeah, uh, but don't, don't tell me about that one plant from Hawaii that I should take to, that'll that'll help me. <laughs> I've gotten some weird, you know, everyone's got a theory about why you have a rash and it kind of sucks to mm-hmm. like, I want to hear qualified. Like if you've gone through this experience for yourself and healed, yeah, sure. I'd like to hear from you and just tell me what happened for you. And, you know, don't tell me it's going to happen for me, yeah. but tell me what you did. That can be helpful. And if you're a fucking professional, yeah, I, I'm, I'm paying for that. I'm paying top dollar for that at the moment. <laughs> But otherwise, I don't want pet theories on this because I, I've had I've gone down so many rabbit holes, and it's so easy. One thing I've learned from this so far is just like how easy it is to map a theory onto this rash because mm-hmm. I've had so many, mm-hmm. and at times I believed it so many different things. Yeah, and so many of those have been proven wrong. Keto rash, candida rash, like different kinds of rashes, and one of the things that comes up is just my my reluctance to work with the more mainstream medical machine. Um, but we did go to a dermatologist who was cry, cry for help. And, I, and I've since realized like just how limited dermatologists really are. How limited Western medicine is in general. Yeah, if you can't cut it out or if you don't need it like replaced or, or put back together, yeah. um, it's not the best place to go. Well, it's, yeah, it's, it's a great place to remove symptoms, but it's not really... And, and there's a place for that. Like, yeah, well, in your case, there is. Yeah. Um, I, I just, I, uh, time matters to me. And I realized as you're talking that it's been two months since we recorded our last update. It came out early March, but I also realized, yeah, we recorded this before my birthday, before I turned 30, because you were doing better there was a stride. It was back in the days where we thought this was a candida rash. And it was like, whoa, I'm on the anti-candida diet and it's fine. And I, I want to step on one thing that you said before we move on, which is this idea that um, you should have acted earlier. 
This has been a really, really long journey and it's not been straightforward. It's not been linear and it's been very uh, complex because of life events, because of other sickness and illnesses, like you threw your back out, which like, and then we had COVID and it's like, so and we had retreats. We had retreats. We were in Guatemala. You got better, you got worse. You then got better and then you got way worse. So it's like, it's a really complex thing. And um, if anything, this, this experience, I still kind of always go back to when you first got the rash and you I was in France I remember telling my mom because like I think you were panicking a little bit about what was going on and it was just on some parts of your body but it was already intense enough that you were like what the fuck is going on and I remember you panicking and then like kind of going to well maybe I need to go see a doctor or dermatologist or something and I was like I remember talking to my mom afterwards and it should come as no surprise that I have my own history of trauma and uh, issues and triggers with the medical model and the medical system. So like I'm learning a lot. This is a, this, this journey has been very important and healing on many fronts and not just for you. Um, but I remember telling my mom something like, ah, oh, man, he wants to go. Like he's just, he just needs to wait it out. It's going to be fine. It's going to be fine. And then, and, or something like that, something that someone who's not suffering would say, you yeah. know? And my mom with all, all of her wisdom was like, you know, the bottom line, it, Joey Roxanne is that you're not the one who's in pain. Um, so you, you can't know and you have to let him go through his process. And so that's been my, uh, my guiding light this entire time of letting you go through your process, but also realizing like, I have no idea what it's like to be in a body that's that in pain all the time. I had no idea either. Yeah. It's, it's, it's humbling to watch. And I'm sure it's been humbling for you. I mean, I, I oftentimes think to people who live with chronic conditions, people who get diagnosed with cancer, like lives that get turned upside down by health issues. You know, it's like you don't think about health until you don't have it. Right. And, you know, the first time I had a, a health crisis or woke up and realized I had been having a health crisis, it was a major catalyst in my life. And it, and it sent me in a totally different direction. And when I look back on that and, like, you know, I still, I, I appreciate you can say all these things happen for like for a reason. When in hindsight, you can sometimes see what those reasons are. Not always, yeah. but be, you can maybe appreciate a really difficult breakup <laughs> yeah. or things like this. But going through it when you're in the confusion, when you're in the storm, when it just feels like a fucking mess, and it feels like there's no end in sight, and um, it's it's very testing. And yeah, like you said, I had no idea the amount of physical discomfort I've been on at times has. I tend to be pretty good with pain and discomfort and this has tested me definitely. And I know it's tested you as, by proxy, um, but you know, nights where I can't sleep. Uh, and, uh, and like I said, the inflammation is it's, it's in the body, but it's also in the brain. So the, so like brain fog, just mood swings. Like today is one of the best days that you've had, like in a really long time. It's, it's been good. Yeah. And, and, and here is where I'm, I'm, I feel like I need to state the 
yeah, we went to the dermatologist. Yes, they're very, very limited in, in what they can offer as far as going to root causes. It's like they're, they're watching the surface level and they're like, you have a rash and we don't know why you have yeah. it. And Here they, are possibilities of why you have it. And but it was very, very obvious that their knowledge ended at the skin yeah. in this case. Yeah. Like, because it's like, there's an obvious connection here. Like, I think I've, you know, I've, I've thrown off my gut or I've thrown off more than just my skin. This is a, yeah. There's there's m- multiple components to this, and they're just not willing to go there, yeah. right? Like because they don't, they can't. I think a better doctor, the one I had was fairly young, and I think a better doctor would be able to admit where they're not able to go. Mm. She wasn't. She just kind of, you know, she just kind of stuck yeah. to what she yeah. knew, and it, it didn't feel very compassionate. And I think mm-hmm. this is a lot of why, a lot of the reasons why uh, we can feel kind of. Discarded, chagrined, dismissed. yeah, by the oh, chagrined. Oh, that's a good word. Yeah, by the medical establishment. I remember this journey. I remember when I had Hashimoto's, and I know, I know, a lot of people probably can relate to different things. Where the doctor was like, you know, discounts your experience. Maybe doesn't personally believe you're telling the truth, <laughs> yeah. or you know, like it can be very impersonal. We waited. We got there for an eleven o'clock appointment. We didn't get seen till eleven thirty. Doctor came in. Uh, and she was with us for maybe five or 10 minutes to basically read a handout from the test and then tell me she could refill my steroid cream. And so it's hard. At the same time, I can appreciate what the dermatologist did provide, which is one, they did biopsy that told us a lot of things it wasn't yes. that I was worried about. So that was very helpful. And the other thing is, that, yeah, they provided a steroid cream, which seems to be about the end of the line with uh, rash issues. And I didn't know anything about steroid creams, but it's basically corticosteroid cream. There's different ones, different strengths, but basically it suppresses your inflammation. Mm -hmm. So it's a miracle drug on the surface because like the rash goes away, um, but only as long as you're putting it on. And these things have serious side effects, um, especially if you can go into withdrawal if you've been using it too long. It can affect... Um, but you went in depression. Yeah, I, I kind of started slipping into depression. And I that's when I thought to read the first, you know, the warnings, the label. Yeah. <laughs> because my doctor told me nothing except for take this twice, uh, yeah. twice a day for two weeks and then see me again. And I took it twice a day for a week. And uh, I, was, I was like, I know this place. And it's been a very long time since. Uh, and it was that feeling of like, I have no control over this. I am falling into depression and I cannot, there's nothing I can do. It's like, it's coming from the body. It's scary. And that's when I kind of made the connection. I read, I started doing a little bit of research online, did not take me long to find a lot of people talking about why you shouldn't take corticosteroids for very long or as little as possible. And, um, and then I read the, these, the potential warnings. And the first one was like, can have problems with your HPA axis, your your uh, hypothalamus pituitary adrenal axis, which is like one of the main system, like so combinations of systems of your body. It's like most- your emotional, energetic, yeah. physical body. It's like, oh, okay, so it can it can fuck you up. That's what you're saying. Yeah, <laughs> but but yes, and what I was gonna say too, which is, I would have been the first one to tell you, just even a few weeks ago, dude. Do not put that on your skin. This is the worst thing you could be doing. This is a terrible idea. You're going to have horrible side effects. It's going to push down the the symptoms. It's like, oh, remove the symptoms and then the inflammation is going to get driven further into the body and all that shit, right? It's like, I, I realize how righteous I can be when it comes to health and how people should handle their, their health 
because I have all these beliefs. And it's like, I started realizing how one-sided my view of the body's resilience was because it's like, if I think that the body's resilient and always healing, and, and, and that's the basis on which I'm, I'm just, I'm saying things like, don't take any pharmaceuticals because you're going to mess up your natural immunity or your natural process. It's like, my husband is crumbled up in bed and he cannot move because he's so in pain. Like the minute you put the cream on when we got home after that initial appointment, I saw your face light up with a light that I haven't seen in four fucking months. Yeah. So it's like, I, I'm just saying this to my own well, past also because, self. Because there's a belief there like, that the body's not resilient. Yeah, but that's, you, yeah, yeah, exactly. That's where I was going to. It was like, oh, I am so full of shit with my body's <laughs> resilient because it's like all of a sudden the body's resilient to, you know, uh, hitting rust on a nail, but it's not resilient if, um, I don't know, it's not resilient if I put steroid cream once a week to get some relief from pain. Like it's, it's it was realizing how one-sided I have and, been. And I think in, for me also realizing, you know, how much influence you have over the decisions I make, whether you state your opinion explicitly or I ask you for advice or not, like, you know, there's a bit of a voice in my head about what you're going to think about that. I and, have strong opinions and... But and this is true for, this is true for any relationship, true, right? Yeah. Like, we're... And sometimes I'm not even very conscious of, of that. And I think these kind of health crises, one of the things they do, um, partic- like, especially if we're going to not stay in the role of victim, right? It's very easy to go there. I've spent a fair amount of time there over the last four or five months. Maybe it's helpful at times to be in that role. But if we're going to take kind of charge of our own healing process, that, that I mean, that's one of the opportunities or invitations that any health crisis has, right? It's like, it's up to you. Very quickly, we realize, you know, other people can only help so much. Like no one's going to do it for us. Like we have to find the team we need. We have to we have to evaluate the decisions we're making. We have to make sure that the people helping us have our best interests at heart. It's there's a big kind of gut check of like this is you don't have to do it all, but you do have to be kind of the captain of your own ship. Yeah, and because only you know what's going on. Yeah. Like you're you're the best source of information for what's happening, and so it's scary. And it's definitely hard um, and very, very confusing just maybe to wrap up like where we're at now with this. It's mm. like, I'm still working with the corticosteroids, although not using them very much, but I just started, I, I, I'm using them a little bit to basically the idea is to just get the body, like it's not useful to be in a com- complete state of overdrive. Mm. So trying to bring the body back to some state where it might be able to correct itself um but on the and but that's about the end of the road yeah functioning is a good word yeah and and not not using it as a crutch to allow me to over function Mm -hmm. which is a whole nother thing we could get into is there's Uh a fair amount of energetical patterns like we're in the business of healing it's what it's what we do for ourselves. Go, go down that rabbit hole for a bit because I think it's an interesting yeah, place. It's what we, and, and it's what we try to facilitate in the spaces that we, we hold. And, you know, one of the things that looking at or asking is like, what is this here to teach me, right? Like mm-hmm. this happened for a reason or many reasons maybe. Yeah. Um, but like things are off. And the, I guess, 
assumption of a healer or the assumption that I have is like the body is trying to send me a message Mm -hmm. and I've been too thick to get it previously, right? Like this is only happening at this level because it was not heard at earlier levels. That's a belief I have about this stuff is symptoms get louder when you don't listen to them or when you actively suppress them or ignore them. And so it's caused a lot of introspection and reflection on what led to this, how I've dealt with it up to this point. And I don't know how deep I want to go go into this because a lot of this stuff is very personal and it involves, I don't want anyone else to take it personally. Yeah. Um, but one of the patterns that's definitely come up is, and, you know, was pretty quick to spot this one, which is like, I'm pushing myself too hard. And this came up after... Um, four months of like nonstop work, either working on myself through retreats and, and stuff or, or facilitating that work for others or working on my business. And this came after like the, basically the end of that like sprint of four months of work mm-hmm. where I had kind of pushed pretty hard and I was feeling fairly good. I thought, yeah, I, I, I was feeling good, but I think what I'm also realizing is stress that I, maybe I'm not experiencing in the head. The body registers stress when there's stress and it, it experiences it, right? Yeah. Like, and it can only take so much regardless of if we're conscious of it or not. So one of the patterns that has been coming to the surface and that I've been working with is, you know, to some degree, it does feel like I'm in this situation because of a pattern of pushing and striving. And that's like the surface pattern, right? Mm-hmm. And then it's quickly like, okay, well, what's the underlying belief? that's causing me to do that? What's the underlying energetical pattern? Mm-hmm. Like, what, what, where, where am I carrying this from? And that's not to like point out outward for myself, right? And, and blame others or, or play the role of victim and say this is outside of my control. Mm-hmm. It's to understand what is this program that's running that's got me to this point? Mm-hmm. Um, why is it there? So why may not always be the most important question, but may to some degree, understanding how it came about. It's like getting to know what... Yourself, a part of yourself that was running, right, unconsciously. Uh, Bill Plotkin has a great way, I think, of thinking about this. Um, He talks about our loyal soldiers. Um, And this is part of, like, uh, Bill Bill Plotkin is a a eco... He's kind of a visionary, but he leads vision, uh, vision quests. And he's been a quite a model... Um, of inspiration for us and he was also a Jungian psychologist and worked in clinical research as well before that anyway he talks about loyal soldiers being like these parts of us we get wounded and when we're young and we we start to run patterns Mm -hmm. basically reactions to that wound like how how can I prevent that from happening again like we get these deep wounds and then there's a certain almost like energetic body or pattern however you want to think about it or you know person Mm -hmm. like is another way to think about it there's a split off portion of the psyche Mm -hmm. that starts to operate to protect us from those things and maybe in that moment when i was six years old and like i you know this is not my case but if i were to have an alcoholic father and it was a dangerous situation Mm -hmm. like i needed that to protect me Right. Like at some point these were there to help and they and they protected us from things we couldn't handle at whatever age we were at. And but over time, 
they keep running and they keep, they're stuck in that six-year-old child self Mm -hmm. and they're running the same pattern. And they're underneath a lot of the patterns that we're operating unconsciously and they drive certain beliefs uh, that, that, that we might have that yeah. distort reality. And Hazem Loyal Soldiers, because he's making, uh, he's referencing or kind of alluding to, I think it was after, it was after World War II, uh, Japan was a very fierce foe in the, in the war. And Japanese psychology was really interesting because they, they were very... Uh, Dedicated. dedicated to the point where like you know the co- like there's a lot of stuff going on kamikaze they were very committed to the cause and they weren't going to give up and they were basic that was the japanese culture mm-hmm. and it was ingrained like very early on that was the mindset they were impressive warriors mm-hmm. they did not give up even if it was 100 to 1 they're going to go down and take as many as they can and there are were a lot of islands where these soldiers uh were stationed strategically and a lot of them, uh, after the war was over and Japan surrendered, a lot of them wouldn't believe that the war was over. And they continued to fight. Some of them, I think, I can't remember. There's a crazy... Was it like 1980 or yeah, something? Yeah, something crazy. Like, like decades later, there's still some living on an island, you know, with weapons and all sorts of rockets and stuff. And and like living off the island and still believing that the war is on. Maybe and the eighties is a little pushing it. Maybe, yeah, a little, yeah. yeah, a little bit further back than that. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. but the point being, a very long time after the war, and even the Jap, they, they wouldn't even believe Japan <laughs> that the war was over. And so, Bill kind of alludes to this is kind of the case with these energies too. They don't believe the war is over, mm-hmm. and so he has a whole process that I'm not going to go into. But part of it is. We spend a lot of our time, time maybe either suppressing these, pushing them down, or ignoring them, or pushing in some way separating ourselves from them. Right? Yeah. And that's usually the, they're pretty icky. When yeah, they're not things we down. like. And we don't want to believe they're part of us or anything like that. Yeah. But the process he says is telling them the war is over, welcoming them home, having a parade for them. This is what Japan actually did yeah. for some of these guys. And the thanking, ones that believed them. <laughs> <laughs> thanking them for their service. Yeah. And then applying their skills to something that was in the collective good at that point. That's the general process, and I'm getting it very that's very vague. I'm probably yeah. not hitting all the points. Point being with these loyal soldiers, that seems that's that's a process he's he suggests is is kind of letting them know the war is over. Recon, first off, recognizing that they're there, mm-hmm. letting them know the war is over. Thanking them for their service, yeah. and and then maybe applying their skills and gifts uh, to something more constructive. Before we move on to the rest of this conversation, we wanted to let you know some of the ways that you can support this podcast, if you would like to do that. Yeah, this podcast takes a lot of resources, and any support you provide helps. There's a few ways that you can support the podcast. The first one is you can simply share it with a friend. Share the seed far and wide. It's always very helpful. The other way that you can support this podcast is you can leave us a review on iTunes. That helps the podcast get found and get more popular. The last way that you can support this podcast is financially. There's a couple of ways you can do that. You can become a patron at patreon.com slash thefaroutcouple. That's patreon.com slash thefaroutcouple. And you can support us on a monthly basis. We share some behind the scenes and I write some personal messages over there. You can also donate 
a one-time donation with PayPal. The link to that is on the show notes at thefarout.life. And lastly, you can buy some Guatemalan amazing cacao. It's ethically harvested. It supports the local economy. And we know the man who makes it. And it's really good cacao. There's a link to that at thefarout.life. You get a discount on your purchase. And we get a little bit of a kickback through an affiliate link. So thank you so much for supporting this podcast. Let's get on with the conversation. Yeah, and in the case, just continuing to explore that metaphor, in the case of our personal journeys, it can be tough because it's like that soldier who deeply believes that the war is still going on and who doesn't trust anyone who tells them that the war is over, they're hiding behind the bush. And if you come close, they're going to shoot. Like, you know, like they're not, they don't want to... They don't want to believe, so there's a there's a fighting energy that happens, not just especially if you're fighting. Yeah, 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 yeah. Which is like where it gets really hard. Of the process is stillness, presence, and conditional conditional love for ourselves and all the parts of ourselves. And yeah, it's, it's tricky work. Um, there's definitely a loyal soldier involved uh, yeah. or two with this rash. Yeah. Uh, like you know, and I think about it's like healing is kind of holing, right? Yeah. So there, there's a lot of different levels that I found myself working on at the same time. There's like the very physical level where I'm going to doctors trying to figure out what the fuck is going on. Yeah. Um, but there are other, there are energetic levels, there are emotional levels of like, it's very comprehensive and I'm, I'm trying to, you know, and it's very difficult to even realize what, like I have to slow down first to even to be able to hear what's asking for attention it's not always clear yeah. and so it's like really kind of knocked me out of the pace I was at and it's really forced me to slow down and try to listen but I'm not even sure what for yeah. at times that's a very challenging process and can, things just being still and, and trying to be open to what presents itself and working in different mediums that maybe suit you for me I've been paying attention to my dreams quite a lot and then asking my dreams what they have to say spending a lot of time alone, um, not doing very much, um, journaling a little bit yeah. as well. Other things as well, because I, I know particularly with that pattern of striving, it's like, well, okay, so I get like one step further. It's like, okay, underneath these patterns, there's a belief that is driving that pattern, right? Mm -hmm. And it's like, what's the belief underneath why I'm striving? Well, because I think there's something I have to prove, right? Like, because there's something... That's not enough. That things aren't, and then uh, quick, quickly, I'm not enough. Yeah. I'm that, and then I'm getting closer to what the, and I think that's you know kind of where I'm at right now. Is like, oh, there's a, I didn't know this, but this has come out in a real strong way of like, oh, uh, this, this pattern has seen that is definitely, I don't know if you want to say cause contributed to this situation is definitely being driven at a deeper level by a, you know, a belief of I'm not enough. I'm not enough. Because yeah. why else would you <laughs> mm. like push and strive? And well, so it's been kind of a uh, going into the depths yeah. with that. You, you've, you've, you've been, you've definitely been journeying through the underworld that uh, there's um, in a recent ceremony where uh, you, you weren't, there you you actually went back home you you could not stay for that retreat um, yeah i had to leave early which, which was heartbreaking we all, yeah yeah and and, and i had to cancel my next 
the plans for the next one as well. Yeah. It's tough to have to take a step back from things that are meaningful. Um, and, be it, yeah. And, and it's a really up in the air. Like, it hasn't been solved. The corticosteroids are helping with the symptoms. You know, and recently I've just, I've moved to, I've been messing around with a lot of diets for like the last few months, which has been frustrating, frustrating. <laughs> um, and confusing um, and not very enlightening at the moment. Um, but basically I'm on an elimination diet right now mm-hmm. and I've, I've just shifted to eating carnivore. Um, so I'm just eating meat, having coffee as well. Um, but just eating meat and animal products of so meat, fat, basically meat. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, because meat's fairly anti-inflammatory. And, I, you know, at this point, like when you're working with doctors and no one knows what's going on and you're hitting different dead ends, it's kind of a, I find I have to follow my intuition and there's sometimes certain nudges or things to try that may spread light on the situation. Yeah. Um, and I think right now um, for, for, for a little while, going on a carnivore diet, trying to reduce potential inflammatory causers and uh, seeing, you know, if, if a diet has an impact on it. Yeah. Yeah. And there's also this now at this point, we've, we seem to be on the path of this is an allergy. We don't know to what. Yeah. (laughs) Seems like to everything, but yeah. Yeah. At this point. Um, But you are also taking kind of antihistamine, medications yeah. to to also greasing myself of, up multiple times a day to kind of protect the skin with vaseline yeah. there's like kind of a lot of things that we're doing and i'm trying to keep the faith it's like it's not one thing right like the, like i can see so many times where my mind's like oh it's that one thing yeah. i'll be the thing that'll be the fix and like so especially with something so comprehensive it's like skin gut inflammatory response it's mm-hmm. like hormonal stuff yeah it's like no it's everything you have to like do all the things right like and they all make a a difference and i don't know the way i think about it now is my body's out of balance and so what can i do to maybe invite it back into balance or give it a chance to restore balance and there's been a lot of days you've been you've been pretty good at putting up with me but i've been pretty irritable been pretty short not just with you, but I mean, I think to to be uh, to 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 put it quite frankly, I think for the last five months, because at this point we're we're on month month number five, are we? Yeah, yeah. I think I think over the last five months, I can count on two hands the number of days that you've had where you've been okay, and and like throughout the entire day, right? Like where there's a consistent good mood throughout the day. Yeah. Two of them were for my birthday weekend, which I only realized recently how much you probably had to like take it upon yourself to be a good kind of to 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 be in a good mood that that weekend because you knew it meant a lot to me. But you didn't even have antihistamines and steroids back then. So I don't really know how much that cost you. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> We're all getting a little mushy over here. It's been it's been rough, guys. It's been tough. Um, I think it's 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 not been all bad though. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think we're both trying to get a little teary. <laughs> it's it's been. And you know, this has actually right? been very challenging for me at times. I think for you too, but like, you've actually been doing great. Um, yeah. 
you're looking great. Your energy is off the charts. You've been, I mean, you've been on your own healing journey for quite a while. Mm -hmm. And it's been interesting because it's like the second same time time that I started tanking, you went the other way. That's when my, that's when I I started going up and up and away. It's, it's so weird. Um, I've, and I had this feeling, I remember in the, in the summer, starting to notice the pattern that you're talking about within yourself getting activated more and those months preceding the breakdown it's like you were doing great but I also was noticing that something was like you know like something was running and I was like whoa are we is this gonna drive off the highway what's happening but also not something that I can bring up to a healthy young guy who feels like he's doing great and he's on top of the world, yeah, you know? No so it's, you anyway. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so it's, and it, it's like, that's one of the... Well, without this happening, it's just, I yeah, wouldn't have believed it. Yeah, exactly. And, and, and it's only also in hindsight that I can say this, but I just remember over the summer having this thought of like, ah, yes, I'm in the next couple of months, there's going to be a shift. And I don't know how long the things are going to... The tables are going to turn because for the first four years of our four and a half years of our relationship, I was the one doing crappy and you were the one doing great. And you're, More I, or less true, right? Yeah. Like this is a vast yeah, sweeping yeah. statement, but it, there's an essence but, of truth. I don't that. know, especially when you're married, right? It doesn't have to be, but I think particularly when you're married, because that, um, like that container is so sealed and heated up yeah. through the marriage, right? Like <laughs> yeah. the, there's real big energy kind of transfers and like you know we have a sense of how the other person's doing i wonder as you're bringing this up i'm just like to what degree did my body sense that you were doing well enough that i could break down yeah no i I, we've noticed that pattern on a shorter time span i've I've, i remember noticing that over a week or over a month of like you had a couple of tough weeks and those were weeks where I actually was doing fairly good and that all this has always happened between the two of us and I also remember very distinctively feeling like the tables are gonna turn and it's about fucking time for me to rise up and like be the shoulders and this is like not in a vacuum right like we were running multiple businesses and we're doing our own medicine work and we're still living in the truck camper and like kind of trying to like piece together this really crazy fucking life, right? Yeah. Like, so there's a fair amount of, you know, that's one of the things that's, there's a lot of pressure living this way. And when I am doing well, like it's a crazy ride and it's a lot of fun, you know, when you're doing well. Yeah. <laughs> but something like this string of things, the rash, the, the back, COVID, COVID not so much. COVID was just like, meh, whatever. Just yeah. just checking it off the checklist. Yeah, it's like, okay, just, got oh, you. Cool, you. thanks, man. But <laughs> the, the back was mm-hmm. also pretty tough. I'm actually just getting to a point where I feel like I'm at like 90, 90, 95% with and my back. And it's been close to five months? Uh, four months. Yeah, four yeah. Months. It's been four months. It was on New Year's Day. Yeah. It only now is like, when I'm getting kind of knocked sideways, um, it's like, holy shit. Like, we really need our health for the, for yeah. like, there's a sense of vulnerability, right? Yeah, yeah. And it's definitely caused me to spend a lot of time thinking about, you know, the ways 
I'm we're vulnerable, mm-hmm. you know, just like my own mortality, yeah. right? Like the fact that I'm getting older, I threw up my back for the first time. Like mm-hmm. anyone over 35 is like, yeah, welcome to the club. Uh. It's like, what? I didn't know this was a club. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't want in. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I was good outside of the yeah, club. Thanks, man. Um, and uh, that, now I'll, I'll do that yeah. for the next person. But uh, <laughs> jackass. <laughs> welcome. Oh, is your lower back? I'll oh, just wait till you do the, the mid-back. Thoracic, <laughs> that is when it's rough. You, you ain't seen nothing yet, bro. Wait till you have a rash while it happens. Oh, my God. <laughs> but anyway, uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's shaking me a little bit. I can't mm-hmm. I can't lie. It's been scary. I and mean, then, like, there's been days where it's like, you know, when I'm good, like, I can do all these things. I can manage all these projects and keep up with this life. But lately, it's been a lot to stay afloat. And some days I have it. Yeah. And, and, you know, I think there's um, a lot of medicine in that, too, is you realize very quickly when in times of crisis, what's actually important and what's actually you wasting your fucking time or busying yourself or distracting yourself or whatever, because that shit goes. Yeah. It's the first stuff that goes. Oh, it's this is all in process of purifying. And and I yesterday we were we were talking and. <sighs> So as you said, I've been doing really well, um, which is like so strange because I also have, I've been able to say it. I've been able to share my, my well-being and, and I've been, you've reflected a lot from me, but I'm also, I've also recently kind of did a quantum leap in my journey with like studying these medicines and on my healing, like on my path as a healer, I've just like recently. Yeah. You've hit some benchmarks that are pretty, pretty big deal. Yeah. And, 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 um, I kind of out of nowhere, but not really, you know, it's like you work for it, but you don't quite know how it's going to happen. And then poof, it just, it's like, Oh fuck. I've, I've literally quantum leaped. I didn't even try. And it's been interesting to, have like the three the three people that I care the most that I care about the most in my whole life all going through different processes so that I don't really have anyone to call and be like hey can you be happy yeah. for me I mean like, that's not entirely true no, but it's, it's, it's pretty true with me it's like it's true it's, with you <laughs> I can I, I I do the best I can to hear your good news and I don't like you know I'm very happy for you yeah and I can't really tap into it a ton um, and I'm not, I'm not trying. And you know, if for, if for what it's worth, I actually find this to be quite an interesting, in some ways it's great because it limits me to actually genuinely feeling proud of myself for the work I've done and then moving on. Like if I had someone to bask in the awesomeness of like, Whoa, I can do this now. I'm so fucking great. Like I would get tripped up over ego like the ego would like love that way too much i would be like an ice cream on a summer day and it would be like way too much and so to some degree i kind of appreciate ice cream on a summer day is not too much that's great i don't know i just i sugar beach i i it felt like too much two margaritas in an ice cream that might be too much (laughs) not an alcohol type yeah uh but yeah no it's it's been it's just been it's been good to it's been good to to be the um, to be able to be the shoulders and and to be able to be the steadfast force in our relationship so that you can crumble down a little bit. Like we all have to go through these processes, especially when we're on the healer path. Like that's not an option. Yeah, that's been thrown in my face a lot by my part of myself. It's like 
You signed up to be a healer, bro. Yeah. Well, do your own fucking work, man. Um, how are you going to be a healer if you don't learn how to heal yourself <laughs> or deal with this shit? Like, the, you know, like. Well, you don't have to be a jackass to yourself in the process. Well, you know, sometimes I got a really itchy rash. I haven't slept much. Yeah. And no. my wife is doing great and it just annoys the hell out of me. <laughs> but no, I, what I wanted to say uh, was it's been really amazing to feel that support. Like you, you've like really stepped up mm-hmm. and you're like stepping up in our businesses in a big way. Like you're starting to play a much bigger role in Wild Within. Yeah. And like you're doing big things there. And you're stepping up in the medicine work, in our in the work we do together, but also, you know, I'm hearing of how you're stepping up in the space. And it's pretty, I think part of the reason it's hard to hear sometimes is it's really painful not to be there. Mm. It's really painful not to get to witness that. It's also really painful not to be making my own strides because most of us, we've, we've been so in lockstep with this. Yeah. Um, and a lot of those, you know, some of those things are things I've done, some of those things aren't and things that I, I hope to do soon. Mm. And I know you've been on the other side of this actually very recently in the fall. I think you probably handled it better than I do, honestly. So for a lot of reasons, some of them very selfish. And and I think these are things to learn how to get over, but they're still difficult. Yeah. Yeah. And and it's actually, I don't think it's a coincidence that a lot of the times where you and I have had our first big kind of benchmarks in the in the medicine space, we weren't and we were they were retreats where we weren't with each other yeah um i don't think there's a coincidence and i think I, I think it's great because that's been a lot of our journey for the last maybe eight nine months now is like separating a little bit yeah. and like individual like individuation it's like okay the relationship is solid and I've, i did i had this um i had this vision recently of like our or like I kind of checked in with you and like, you know, spiritually. And I and I, I felt how you were going through your process, you are going through the underworld, like you're kind of not here. Like you are here, you are more here these days. Like, like something mean, shifted in the last two weeks. I I feel I I've noticed that personally, that something has shifted in the last two weeks, even though the actual surface level is still very like wah, 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 it's like wah, that wah. that saying, you know, I haven't been myself lately. Yeah. Well, I haven't been myself for about five months. I know. And like I know it too. I feel it. Like I'm I'm totally. Like, it's like the rash is on my back. You literally. Know, literally on well, yeah, exactly. But like it's like it's like a, yeah. a beast that's yeah. like clinging on my back and I'm like hunching over and like sweating to like kind of carry this thing yeah. and like but this is actually where I was trying what I was trying to say earlier um in the Celtic traditions like in the Celtic shamanic traditions there's this um this idea that like a shamanic initiation will usually show up as someone just having a mysterious illness more or less debilitating and the length of time can vary, but an average time is about seven years. Mythological. It's in myth, it's a like mythological it's, it's, seven years. It's, well, yes, yes. Sometimes it's actually seven well, years. Yeah, yeah. But it's like this, this idea that like shamans get picked by the spirits. And the way that we know that has happened is because they're basically lying in bed and no one knows what the fuck happened to them. And no one can figure out what's wrong. And we throw the potions and the unguents and the everything and nothing's, nothing's changing anything. And then when they poof, they come back the same way they left. They just come back. And literally, I keep thinking to myself. This is a great story for like my sense of self-grandiosity. 
No, well, yeah, yeah, wonderful, <laughs> wonderful. No, but literally, I keep thinking. So the way that that's called in the shamanic Celtic traditions is people say in the folk tradition, it's that he's been taken by the fairies. The fairies being not the Tinker Bells, but like the 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 fairies are the the spirits that inhabit the Celtic realms, right? And the so they li- spirits. Yeah, and yeah. they live under the ground. They yeah. live in the well, world. They live in fairy world. It's almost like a different dimension. Too. Yeah, it's a whole different dimension, yeah. but there's a sense of underworld to it. Uh-huh. Like if you, and so. It's the upside down. It's the upside down. And I remember checking in with you and feeling your spirit super far away and just feeling like it's like it's there. I recognize it. He hasn't left this world. But he's not, there's a veil that, and I can't quite reach. And then there he is, oh, holy fuck, he's been taken by the fairies. And like, okay, that doesn't change the fact that you're suffering. And that doesn't mean we're not going to do anything to alleviate the suffering on a, on a, you know, tangible 3D world situation. But it's also like, hey, he's going, he's going through his process. He's, he's with the fairies. And it's, it's, it feels so true that you are kind of not there and which is fine. And it's like, to some degree, I keep thinking like, it's fine. This is great. Like to me on my end, it's like, yeah, it's been fucking hard. Like I miss my husband. I, I, I miss, I mean, this is great. Like, I feel like, you know, you, you did, you did the steroid creams yesterday and it's like, you're, you're Do it kind for you, of my you. Listeners. Oh my God. Taking steroids to keep this podcast oh, going. Oh, holy shit. Um, <laughs> no, but it's just nice to, to have you and feel some of your quirkiness and your jokes and. Cause that's been totally absent. Oh my God. No, I've had like my sense of humor is no, gone. But I just want, I just want people to realize like, we live in a camper. Yeah. And I I wake up every morning next to I like the night after you took your steroid cream for the after you put it on for the first time, we had a couple of days before I left to go on retreat and uh, that night we cuddled to sleep. That has not happened. At that point when that happened when we cuddled to sleep, that had not happened for 4 months. Yeah. Which is like again I I it's been freaking hard. And, and people ask me how I'm doing. And I'm like, yeah, it's hard. And also, <laughs> there's nothing I can do to change it. And I've been the growth that I'm seeing in myself of like, okay, cool. Here are like, it's, it's almost like it's an opportunity for me to rise up and like be the woman and be the wife and be the matriarch and the leader of our family that I've been wanting to be for a long time, but didn't have the resources or, and, and, or the space. And it's like, this is it. This is, and this is what I was going to say earlier. It's like yesterday we were talking about this and I am, I am getting this really, really, really deep feeling that this rash and this health crisis is trying to tell us something and it's it's pushing us in the direction that we've been wanting to go in for years but did not know how to actualize it's like it's forcing us down the path of like you need to do this you need to change your lifestyle you need to do that and it's like if we didn't have like the urgency of this crisis I don't know that we would actually make it happen. It's yeah. still, I'm still looking ahead. Because it's, I don't know it's how always, the fuck we're going to make it happen. It, yeah, I, I hear what you're saying on that. It's always easier in these ones to look on like retrospect. And I, but I can see that being absolutely true with my diagnosis of Hashimoto's. Had I not had that, I would not have had the, the energy, the force to make some really tough choices in my life about, and, and like, 
it really pushed me to consider things in a different way and to act on that because yeah. they're like, yeah. So, and, and I'm very thankful for that because I, I think I would have been, I, I probably would have been stuck in a life of quiet desperation, or at least there was a, gen, a definite possibility that that would have happened without some really big push. And a lot of times, you know, not trying to put a silver lining on every cloud, but a lot of times these crises are, well, they're trying to say something, right? Yeah. And they they can be a source of energy. And I was going to say, you know, in the beginning, you know, I've gone through a lot of different periods at this point with this rash. And there's definitely pity parties and uh, stuff like that. And my not so good days. And there's a fair amount of those. But, and I gave up on a lot of my practices for a while because it's like, well, fuck it. Like, and I, I felt like I needed to, like, took a break. But I find, I've been coming back to those pretty strong and I've been finding a, pr- a pretty strong connection like I have to be connected to myself right now like it's kind of motivating me or kind of guiding me in that way yeah. um, and I'm finding a stronger connection with some of my practices and you know there's some places where I'm still feeling kind of wobbly and stuff but I'm you know I can I can see how it's not only just strengthening but like deepening certain connections and certain practices and different ways to relate with myself and different ways to relate with the world and you know and also how I like relate with faith like how, okay it's one thing to talk about faith I think everyone likes to talk about faith yeah. I like to talk about faith but <laughs> practicing faith is fucking hard yeah. uh, and this has been one of those periods where it's been a real test of faith that's it for today, Farel people. Thank you for listening. Tune in next Wednesday for another episode. Toodles. Toodles. Toodles.